Broadcasting live from Business Radio X Studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Learning Insights. Featuring learning professionals, improving performance to drive business results. Lee Cantor here with another episode of Learning Insights. And uh, special thanks to our sponsor of the show, Training Pros. This is going to be a great conversation. We have Theta Riggins Crawford, and she's with... It's Fiserv, is that how you pronounce it? Yes, Fiserv. Fiserv Digital Channels Division. She's the training manager. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Can you share a little bit about Fiserv? What are you guys up to? Well, Fiserv is up to a lot. Um, If you're a mobile banking user or pay your bills online, if you have interacted with any financial institution, chances are you are more familiar with Fiserv than you think you are. Right. So you're the guys behind the guys. We're the guys (laughs) behind the guys. That's us. So the division I'm with... We are into uh, mobile banking, online bank payment, uh, the user interface that you use to uh, manage your banking account for large financial institutions um, nine times out of 10. That's probably our software running behind. Now, um, Fiserv isn't based here in Atlanta, is it? No, our headquarters, uh, we're located in Brookfield, Wisconsin. The financial capital of Wisconsin? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And we are um, an international organization, Mm -hmm. believe it or not. We have uh, branches, divisions all over the place. Um, We have our investment services located up in New Jersey. A portion of that is out in Chicago. We have offices out in Auckland, New Zealand, so... Um, yeah, we, we've been around the, uh, the world. So <laughs> and, but you're here in Atlanta because Atlanta's a big, uh, fintech. Yes, city, it is. Right? Yes. We have, uh, probably close to seven locations here in, um, the Atlanta metro area. What's exciting is we're bringing pretty much all of those offices together. Uh, as we speak, we're all moving out to oh, Alpharetta. Wow. So that's exciting. And that's a big hub for technology, especially, oh, de- right? Definitely, definitely. We have a wonderful um, new facility out there. So if you ever get a chance, <laughs> ride past there on Windward Parkway. You can't miss us. I know. There's a, a lot. That place is booming. I just read an article. It's one of the best cities to for business, especially in technology in the country now. Definitely, definitely. And um, we're just joining in on the, all the fun. Now, you mentioned you're not from, you're not native Atlanta. Where are no, you from? No, I'm not. Um, well, I am from New Jersey by way of Emporia, Virginia. I was born <laughs> and raised in the South, so I'm a country girl at heart, but lived in New Jersey for um, a little over 24 years and relocated to the Atlanta metro area about six months ago. Mm-hmm. And then how'd you get hooked up with Pfizer? I uh, started with Fiserv. Actually, um, it was known as Check Free a long time ago. Fiserv acquired Check Free. So technically, I've been with the organization going on 11 years now. Now, you must have seen a lot of changes in the industry. Many changes in the industry. Um, For me, being um, in this particular industry now, the online and mobile banking is new. I come from the Wall Street side of things. Mm -hmm. So I was in the investment services division. So you ask me anything about stocks and bonds. I'm not telling you today, but I can tell you um, because I worked in that division for a very long time. So Always in training and learning? Always in training, always in training. So now how has the transition from um, mobile occurred for you guys? Coming from the world of investment services, and we talk about Wall Street and, you know, fixed income products and all types of investment instruments, the banking and um, online banking and mobile banking for me, uh, I would almost say it's been a cinch, but the role that I'm in, I'm more on the back end in terms of Develop, working with developers. So that's a new thing for myself and my newly formed team. So that, uh, getting used to a lot of the developer speak. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a, yeah. Do you so, need subtitles? 
Oh, we need, yeah, we have all kinds of cards and things hanging up yeah, and cheat sheets. Exactly, exactly. So glossaries we've had to put together. So what about like from a training standpoint, is there a different strategy of training the mind of a developer and the mind of maybe that's a frontline customer serving person? Oh, definitely. You know, developers, you know, you really have to get down into the nitty gritty. Uh, when you're training. Like, do you lock them in the basement, you know, <laughs> with Red Bull and uh, pizza? No, believe it or not, they're just like everyone else. We go into training rooms and, you know, they we have the PowerPoints. We have the hands-on training. You know, they like the facilitation. But um, I think with developers you definitely have to have that hands on, you know, mm -hmm. they want labs. They like to break stuff because uh -huh. they like to go back in and fix it. So. Right. And then um, for you guys, you were just recently named a top 25 emerging L and D leader by training magazine. Yes. Uh, when I was in the uh, investment services division, believe it or not, one of the people who um, worked on my team nominated me for that award. And I remember being, did you know, um, I'm trying, you know, I was thinking about that this morning. I said, if they ask me, did I know, what will I say? I'm trying to remember. I briefly remember her asking me if she wanted to nominate me for something, would I be upset or would it be okay? <laughs> right. And me thinking nothing of it, um, because I was in the middle of working on something, yeah, I, I said, yeah, you, you know, right. kind of, you know, throwing the hand up, go ahead. And I remember being at our um, huge client conference in Vegas and looking at my cell phone and receiving a message from her saying congratulations. And I thought, congratulations. And you like forgot about it, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking congratulations. And so, of course, I asked her, I said, OK, what are you talking about? And she said, you were nominated as one of the 25 emerging leaders by Training Magazine. Congratulations. And I don't know if I was afraid because I thought, oh, geez, what does that mean? What do I have to do <laughs> right. now? Do I have to or, give a speech? Exactly. <laughs> or was I excited? Because, you know, I'm more into my people versus myself. So for me, it was definitely a humbling experience, but it was um, an awesome honor, especially to have someone who works under you, someone you're trying to lead on a daily right. basis, think enough of you to nominate you for something like that. And then what is that award exactly? What is, what is that? So for? what happens is Training Magazine um, decided, you know, let's highlight some of the folks who are doing some big things in the world of training. And what they do each year is they um, send out forms to folks who are obviously on their list, receive mm -hmm. their magazine. Uh, they fill out the nomination form and they look at people who have been in the training industry two to 10 years, uh, what you've done within the last year. So some huge initiative you've worked so on. So maybe it's a project or you worked on something exactly. that was unique and special. Exactly. And so at that time when she nominated me, um, her name is Yolanda Ellis. Hey, Yolanda. See, that's, there a, in training that's world. evidence that you do kind <laughs> of put the spotlight on exactly. the people around you, right? Exactly. She's an awesome person. I miss her in New Jersey. But um, at the time, uh, we had a, our training leader or manager took another position, and I was her team lead at the time. And the initiative was just getting ready to launch from the president of my previous division. Her name is Cheryl Nash in New Jersey. Hey, Cheryl. And we were focusing on accountability in the organization. Um, the, the leaders had, some of the leaders had attended a workshop, and they felt that it needed to go throughout the organization in order for us to grow and get where we needed right, to be. Right, so it, this just wasn't just for the leadership. This had to be disseminated. Exactly. And that speaks to the culture of the organization. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Exactly. But the good news was that 
they realized it started from the top down. So that's exactly where we started. Right. So the, sen- the most senior folks in our organization attended this training on accountability. And it was more about yourself versus holding other people accountable. And so if you've heard of the Oz Principle... Um, now, I, why don't you uh, explain that? So the Oz Principle, um, basically, it's about... Uh, it focuses just briefly on the fact that Dorothy, Toto, and the Tin Man had everything they needed within themselves. Within right. themselves, and that's what we have within our organizations. We just don't use it to our best abilities. Mm-hmm. And so, throughout the workshop, that's what we talk about. And we talk about, you know, not dropping the ball just because it's not something that you're required to do on a daily basis. But what else can I do right. to help us reach this goal? To help us fulfill a specific tasks. And so there's all types of languaging around it. I mean, we had such a good time with it. Initially, uh, when I inherited uh, the project, it was, like I said, at the very beginning stages, we had no um, project documentation to, you know, strategize on rolling it out to the masses. But you were taking this Oz principle. Yes. So there's a book. So there is a book. Right. Yes, so there is were, a book. You read the book and you're like, you can't just go, hey, everybody read the book and we're done, right? That's, uh, no, you have to <laughs> go more through, to that. No, you have to go through training. So <laughs> right. we went through certification with an organization known as Partners in Leadership out of California. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love them. They know me by name. <laughs> That's how close I became with them um, because of this pro- uh, particular project. But what we did was I had my team go through training and become certified with partners in leadership so that it wouldn't just fall on me, right? Good leader delegates. <laughs> That's right. So we all went through this training and the certification and um, we met with the leaders of, um, of the organization, partners in leadership, and we talked about the book. We talked about the principles. I mean, so much so that as after we rolled this initiative out, I was so close with them. One of their co-authors actually came into our organization. I got him to come in and meet with the president wow. of our division, which was, it was just phenomenal. So, so you're getting right from the horse's mouth. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. And everybody No thought, dilution there, right? Yeah. How did she get him to do that? So, and it was funny. I asked him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Met with him over coffee in Chicago mm-hmm. while I was out there, um, uh, facilitating some other uh, professional development, soft skills, if you will, training. But what happened was that particular project that we spearheaded, it went from just folks coming to a workshop into a task force. Um, We called it the Oz Task Force into um, a portal page where folks could go in or associates could go in and pull documents up to just walking around the floor and hearing somebody say, okay, listen, I'm going below the line for one minute, but I know I'm, I'm coming back up shortly. And that was a moment to vent, but you knew you couldn't stay there. It was right. okay to go below the line, but you had to come back up. So they're using the language and yes. then you're, and that's a proud moment for you, right? Oh, when it you, was so when exciting. these random things, when they're using your language yes. back, then yes. you know that it's really kind of sinking in. Exactly. And then not only did we roll it out domestically, but we have offices over in Pune and Bangalore. Mm-hmm. What was exciting was part of the strategy was to get the training rolled out to those associates, the associates in London. Uh, and over in um, New Zealand. And so what we did was, you know, after thinking, okay, well, we have this number of associates over in India. Why don't we talk to the trainers over there and let me see if I can get them connected with partners in leadership and why not get them certified so they can handle 
the India that side of the planet, right? Exactly. And everybody thought, wow. But then it went a little deeper. So we're in the United States. The majority of us have already seen The Wizard of Oz. Right. You have some context. Exactly. Right. right? Or The Wiz. And, we know. <laughs> right. And emotionally connected to it. You get the messaging exactly. behind it. Exactly. But if somebody's never heard of it, then this is out of left field, right? Exactly. So what did we do? We arranged you theater, had to theater watch day. the movie. Exactly. <laughs> for the associates over in India. And when I tell you... And this is the first time probably they've even seen this or heard of this, right? Very first time. Wow. But when I tell you, they embraced it. I mean, hands So that down. message resonated with them even... Because uh, that, that would... Um, I would think culturally, the message may not resonate with every culture. Exactly. You would have thought that. But part of the success was that it did. And then not only did our division roll it out, but it trickled over to other divisions located in India. Wow. And then they rolled it out to those divisions. So you can pretty much guess partners in leadership was really excited yeah, because the dollar was <laughs> dollars were flowing in for the materials, right. you know, getting all these folks up to speed. And then the other thing was they weren't really on the map. Oh, right. In India. Sure. So you now know, they got a stronghold in there. Exactly. So hence all of this kind of rolled up into Yolanda's nomination mm -hmm. for me um, to train in magazine as an emerging leader. And they had about, um, I think, close to 80 nominations that year. And they pulled together some of the heavy hitters in training. So just to give you a few of those, they had um, folks from Disney, uh, VP, former VP of learning for IBM, um, the VP for Global Learning and Leadership Center for the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company. Wow. Uh, let's see. The staff VP for Workforce Development at Verizon. The VP for Organization Effectiveness and Chief Learning Officer for General Mills. And, of course, the editor-in-chief of Training Magazine, Lori uh, Freyfield. Hey, Lori. So, you know, folk, uh, leaders from Ernest & Young. I mean, heavy hitters, when you talk about training, you know, these are some of the companies you look to emulate uh, when you want to build out your learning program. And so I was selected as one of the 25 um, when the panel got together and read the nominations. Now, when you were implementing this um, and you weren't, I mean, here in the United States, we take it for granted, Wizard of Oz, all that stuff. And, and then when you were rolling it out across um, all these different cultures, were were you hoping it would work? Like, what was the mindset there? Like, you couldn't know for sure that in Asia that this is something that they would get and get and fall in behind, right? There had to be some leap of faith on your part in this. Well, I step into everything in life and faith. So, you know, let's start there, right? I walk by faith and not by sight. But I believe that they would grasp it. So and you the believe the principles are so kind of solid? Yes, yes. The principles are so solid. And then also, I believe that because my team and I, when we rolled it out, we didn't roll it out from a place of, oh, this is a mandate. Let's just go in here and facilitate it. Right. We lived it. We breathed it. You know, when we talked on the phone to associates over in the, the different countries, they knew that it was something that we were passionate about right. and that it was working for us. And we made it fun. I think, you know, it, it, I always even tell my kids, it's all in your presentation, right? right. You could serve me a T-bone steak on a piece of china or a porterhouse on a garbage can lid. I'll take the T-bone on the piece of china any right. day, right? Although we know it's not necessarily the better cut. Right. So I think the enthusiasm we had behind it, I believe that 
because we didn't just treat it as a workshop, but we treated it as a way of life. Right. So that you were, this was now part of the DNA. This isn't just like an add-on. Exactly. We literally had our families saying, hey, you're going below the line. You know, Yolanda, the lady who um, submitted the nomination, you know, her husband, even to today, he will tell her sometimes, babe, you're going below the line. And where do you find that? Where do you find that? And I'm one of those uh, people. I take training so seriously that anything that I get up to train, I have to be so involved in it that I believe what I'm telling people because I'm such a people person. I never want to tell people something that I don't believe myself. Mm -hmm. So I believed that all along, everyone would buy into it. I mean, we had folks, you you always have a few stragglers or naysayers, Right. right? But before we were done with them, even they were saying to, to fellow associates, you know, hey, man, you're, you're below the line, right? And it just became a way of life, you know? Now, I'm sure you're just bombarded with different, you know, Oz-like things, right? There's a million of them out there. Right. Now, what, maybe can you share some of the key things about this one in particular that really resonated with you that kind of flipped the switch that said, you know what, we're all in on this, and this is something we're going to implement everywhere. I'll tell you what was different about Oz. So, you know, people have read five dysfunctions of a team. Right. There's a million things. A million things. And every day there's a new one that pops up and everybody says, this is the one. And the first question, even some of the directors would ask was, what makes this different from the last book we read? What makes it different from the last principle we were told we were going to follow? What made the difference with this was that everyone from the top down, meaning the president of the company, the general manager of the company, had gone through this training Mm -hmm. and believed in it. And the leaders were talking the language. And so the strategy behind rolling it out, what I decided was since we needed to roll it out to everyone in the organization and it all starts from the top down, if the president had already gone through, then let's go to VPs. And when we finish with VPs, let's roll it out to the directors. And then let's roll it out to the managers. Then the team leads. Because if all the leaders are on one page, right, then once we roll it out to the associates, they see us living it and talking right. the language. Then they buy in. And then what happened was I also met with the senior team and said, hey, listen, this is great. I believe in it. Right. You're all doing it. But I believe we need support (laughs) so that once I roll this out for you into the organization, to the masses, you're not going to let it die. And that's what happened. The senior team bought into it. And every town hall we had, the senior team would talk about it, would bring it back up. Right. You know, we had a newsletter that would go out each month on my team. And in each newsletter, we would have the Oz Corner. And there would be something from the Oz principle just to remind them. Mm -hmm. So it just turned into a way of life. And then um, when you were implementing this company wide like this, how do you kind of combat the fatigue that the um, frontline people are getting? Like, because they're knowing that there's a new thing happening all the time. There's a new book. There's a new program. How How do you kind of just say, look, you know, obviously we've demonstrated leaderships behind it. We were implementing these things everywhere. But there has to be some frontline fatigue, I would think, that you have to combat. Believe it or not, for some reason, we did not experience that. And I believe it was because we were so focused on it and everybody was so excited from the top down. Once people bought into it and they understood the importance and the relevance of it and everyone wanted to see the company go from, you know, 
level one to level two to level three and grow. Because what they learned was if you examine yourself first and stop looking around you at everything else that's happening and what this person's not doing on my left and this person is not doing on my right, pretty soon those folks are going to look at you and say, well, hey, I'm not going to be bottom line or below the line if this person is here because, you know, come time for review, I want to make sure I'm there. Right. right? And so those are the types of things we talked about. And we really did not see fatigue. In fact, we saw the opposite. What happened was we started to see kind of a slowdown because we got really busy trying to make sure we met certain goals by the end of the year. We found that people were coming back saying, hey, what's going on with Oz? We need to make sure we keep it going. And this was coming from VPs who heard it from people that reported right. into them. So we really didn't experience um, a lot of fatigue with it at all from the front line. And then uh, were they seeing results? Because that's an important component, right? You, I mean, you mentioned that they were using some of the language, but are they seeing you know, better behavior, better results? We did. We did see a major shift. Is um, that measurable? Is that part of the program to create yes. these measurables? We um, submit evaluations, right, to see you know, how we are. We had follow-up um, probably uh, three to four months after just to see if the behavior changed with um, associates, you know, from managers. And then part of the task force was to, you know, put things in place that would keep it going so you could manage it. So we would have, you know, skip level meetings and different types of mentoring programs and things. So you would see whether or not associates were really using what they learned. And then also, what Partners in Leadership does is they give you access, everyone access for six months to go onto the website so that you can continue to use these tools to help you in your discussions to make sure that you continue. So we saw a major shift. Numbers I don't remember now, but in terms of, you know, clients submitting tickets and getting um, answers to their queries, you know, those numbers went up. You know, our response rates were getting um, better, mm -hmm. faster. If folks saw things that came through, let's say, in our customer um, or operation support group that may have been related to training, now folks were saying, you know what, this client has asked the same question for the last three months. Maybe they need training. Email, hey, Theta, you know, XYZ organization has asked us about, you know, submitting, you know, a fixed income trade. For three months, we've been answering this question. We think there may be a gap. Maybe they need some training. You might want to give, you know, Julie a call. Here's her right. number. And that would prompt me or someone on my team to call and say, hey, Julie, we noticed that a, a few of, of your associates have, you know, inquired about how to enter a fixed income trade, just as an example. Right. Um, and it's happening quite frequently. So then the, they're blown away that that level of service from exactly. your company, right? Like, wow. Exactly. They're really trying to help me. They're really watching my back here. Exactly. Anticipating and, needs, not just reacting. Yes, exactly. And that's the mode uh, it put us in. And I will tell you, even from my training team, I saw the evaluation scores skyrocket mm -hmm. because clients were so pleased and so satisfied with the service that we were delivering because we were now being more proactive as an organization Instead versus reactive. reactive. Right. Exactly. And then that creates that deeper relationship that keeps people engaged for longer periods of time. And that affects the bottom line. Exactly. And then what came about in turn was clients calling us saying, hey, Theta, you know, you trained us on 
such and such, a, but I have a new associate who's come in and we'd like you all to train them versus right. having someone internal train them. So it did definitely foster our relationships with many of our clients over the long haul. So now, do you have any advice for other organizations if they're trying to implement, whether it's Oz or just any type of large initiative like this that would um, help them kind of, you know, maybe some mistakes or some challenges that you guys were able to overcome? Just don't try to do it alone, right? You know, there's no I in the word team. You need a team to work with you. And having a good partner kind of makes it a exactly. lot easier. Choose wisely. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Choose wisely. And then definitely, you know, um, plan your work and then work your plan. <laughs> you know, don't walk into right. it thinking, oh, this is going to be a cinch. This is going to be easy. I mean, we met on a regular with human resources the president of the organization, my VP at the time, um, and, and all of us partnered. So it was definitely a partnership. And I will tell you just from that particular project of that one project, it helped me tremendously in my new role, you know, which is why I'm here in Atlanta now in our digital um, channels group. So the only advice I would have is, like I said, just, you know, plan your work, work your plan, be very strategic about it. Don't overanalyze it and have fun with it. Now, when you say don't overanalyze it, sometimes, like you mentioned earlier, this, you know, you do your due diligence, you choose wisely, and then you take this leap of faith and then you learn from real data. Right. right? And then you can't dismiss that. Exactly. Because it sounds good in your head, but then you start rolling stuff out. you got to make some adjustments, right? It's not like you just blindly go forward. Exactly. Forward. Well, part of that is to definitely pilot. That's another <laughs> word good of advice. Good key learning, right? Yes. Pilot everything. <laughs> Never roll it out without right. piloting. My, my new team and I were, um, you know, it's a new team in our division. And it's always been instructor-led training with the, the trainers they were borrowing. But now that we have a designated training team, we are trying to get away from so much uh, instructor-led training and building out e-learning modules. And believe me, even with the e-learning modules, we're, we're going to pilot those to um, clients and internal associates before we roll them out on the portal and say, hey, everybody go out here. Mm -hmm. But I say don't overanalyze because if you haven't noticed, I love quotes, right, um, uh, and cliches. Analysis leads to paralysis. Sometimes we overthink things right. so much so that it could have been a lot more simplistic or we do a lot of rework. And so that's where my Six Sigma hat kicks in, right? Um, I don't like rework, and my team can attest to that. Let's try to get it right the first time. If we don't, hey, it's not because we did not do our due diligence right. to get it right the first time. You try time. to anticipate everything, but you got to also roll it out and pilot it and exactly. learn. And then you can, you know, that little bit of a pilot can save you tons of time and money down the road. Exactly. Um, and Even it, if it explodes. That's true. Even if it's a big failure, that's a key. You know, you learn that. Exactly. But you can't sit and analyze it for six years. Right. Because and you never, never pull get the it out. Trigger. Right. <laughs> exactly. And then it's and the window closed. You exactly. Know? Exactly. So what's next for you? Uh, what's next for me? Hey, I mean, I'm fairly new to um, the role I'm in now. So uh, I have a wonderful uh, VP, uh, Jamie Whitley. Shout out, Jamie. Um, and like <laughs> Man, I you said, share the love <laughs> just nonstop. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love my work and I love the people I work with. I think that's mm -hmm. the good thing about waking up every morning. You know, if you hate what you do and the people you work with don't help, you know, yeah, that's a, a rough job. life. Yeah. Exactly. It's time to move <laughs> on. But I will tell you, um, in this past year, because um, August marks a year of me coming in and forming this new team, 
We've had um, some challenges, but we, you know, put together a strategy. We've overcome pretty much all of those challenges. We've accomplished basically every goal we set last year this time, plus about 20 more. And we just continue to do it every day. Um, my trainers are phenomenal. They work hard, but we play hard. We laugh. You know, I try to, um, one thing I will encourage any leader to do is, you know, always let your people know how great they are because they make you look good. That's You're right. only as good as the people that you Recognition have Recognition is an important exactly. uh, driver for people. Exactly. I mean, because they're not, people aren't appreciated, I don't think, enough. They're not. They're not. And, you know, we get up to go to work every day, not because we're excited to have to go to work. Most of us have to work. So why not make it, you know, that type of place as for folks to work? As pleasant as possible. Exactly. And it sounds like you're... Um, you kind of stumbled upon a company that really believes that and culturally really right. embraces people and wants them to thrive. Exactly. And I, you know, and I say it all the time, you know, um, I've worked at other companies, but I really feel blessed um, having, you know, and I don't say I stumbled on this. I think this was another walk of faith. I uh -huh. tell you that story when you have me back <laughs> on next time. <laughs> well, you you got to talk to Cheryl about exactly, that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when we um, when I came into the company, you know, you come in, you say, hey, I'm going to stay here a few years and then I'm going to move on. Right. But every year I've watched the company grow and I've watched myself grow. And I know for sure that it's because I don't always put myself first. You know, when you put others first, what's due to you is going to come and then more. Mm -hmm. So that's what I try to do with my team. And like I said, they are hardworking. I mean, we've purchased software for e-learning this year. Basically, the team self-taught, you know, how to go in and build these e-learning modules. But they're rolling them out. They're making me use my voice because no one likes their recorded voice. So, you know, I'm doing the vo the audio, but putting the slides together and just, you know, I love to say rocking and rolling. I walk around with buttons on every day, you know, training rocks, my team rocks, you know, <laughs> I have the best team. So um, what's next for me is just to really um, continue to refine what we've built over the last year and grow this department and then hopefully um, move us into uh, professional development and soft skills within our organization, because that's one of the things I'm passionate about as well. So that's probably a 2016 goal. But, you know, um, once I write it on paper, then it is so is, <laughs> hey, write it and make it plain and let's get moving. All right. Now, if somebody wants to learn more about Fiserv, the website, Fiserv, www.fiserv.com. And that's F-I-S-E-R-V. Yes. V is in Victor. And thank you so much for being part of the show today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Learning Insights. All the weak styles.